0: And welcome to The Prime Actor, with me, Maddie Ann Holt.
1: And me, Rhiannon Mossen. We are back to bring you an all-access pass to the world of acting, singing, dance,
0: musical theatre and all that's in between. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, which is an award-winning part-time drama school. They have branches all over London, with in-person classes resuming this month. Their sister company is Stage in the City, who are also running incredible courses both online and in person.
1: This week, we're joined by theatre and TV actor, Taj Miles, to discuss what it's like to work in the industry both as a child and an adult. As a child, Taj performed in numerous West End productions, including The Lion King and the RSC's Matilda the Musical, before making the move to TV in CBBC's Class Dismissed. Now as an adult actor, Taj has worked with Oscar-winning director Steve McQueen and is currently in sunnier climes filming the new series of Death in
0: Paradise. Nice, Taj. What a CV. <laughs> that Thank is you. how old this is in the least patronizing way. How old are you now? Nineteen.
2: Oh.
0: You've done well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank You've you.
0: Done well, Taj. You've you done very much. really well. Um. Wow. I mean, nineteen years old and look, look at that. I mean, uh, so did you like talk to me about? Because you already know me, right? Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, yeah. I, but we we I want to know about that, like how you guys know each other, but also about um, your like your training. How did you get to be where you are now?
2: Um, that's a good question. To be fair, I want I wonder sometimes, but <laughs> I think I started acting relatively young. I say around seven, eight years old, and it was just um, you know I had a lot of energy in the house. I was causing trouble in a good way, and my mum just worried me out the house. So it was football. <laughs> And, and acting that I was doing at the same time but I think I just I drifted towards acting a bit more a way for me to just show my personality but rather than football and um yeah just stuck with it enjoyed it loved it fell in love with the with the craft and I just stuck with it and, and here we are.
0: So seven years old so you where did you train where did you start off where were the places that you went did you go to a, to a drama school did you when you were seven where did you go?
2: I start funny story I started off at a place called Stagecoach where I think that's where a lot of um, child act to start off and I wasn't there for long honestly because I was a little rap back then and I think we had like a little show <laughs> we had <laughs> we had like a little showcase and like they made me play like a dog or something and I just wasn't having it I said mum this isn't gonna work and so then she found out about Anna Ferentini which was very local to us li- literally around the corner at my mum's old school Clapton girls school and I auditioned to join that drama school and yeah it was a perfect place for me I was there for a long time it was a perfect place for me
0: Yeah, you know, I got also, I also had that with Stagecoach. Really? Yeah, I went to Stagecoach and we did like rent or something. And I couldn't, I'm really bad with numbers. And you know, it's like nine hundred sixty-five what is it, Rhi? You'll know. Yeah, there's a lot of minutes
2: in a year. There's minutes, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just, (laughs) I didn't get the numbers. I couldn't do the numbers. And they were getting more and more and more annoyed with me. And I was like uh anyway i'm very good to that but yeah i
2: left as well so maybe maybe the best of us did actually taj. yeah i think it was a good choice
0: i
1: remember meeting taj as soon as he joined the school so that is it shows how long we've known each other taj yeah long, long, long ages
2: time. ages a long
1: time and um actually the only like the reason kind of you had to pause classes was because you were working and yeah. you were working in shows, which meant most weekends you weren't kind of Mm. around. Um, And so your first professional job, if I can remember rightly, was Oliver. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And you were seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot, right? Seven in the West End. And that actually now, like, is is quite unusual. It's, Mm. you know, not that many shows would have a seven-year-old working on it. And yeah. so you would have been the youngest, and definitely I remember seeing you in it, and you were the smallest in it. <laughs> um, and so you know, what, what what did you what what was that like for you to kind of suddenly be in a really adult world?
2: Um, it's I talk about this to my mom all the time, and it's funny. Like I think at the time at seven, I didn't fully understand what I was doing. Like I didn't realize. Like like you said it was unusual for a seven year old to be in a western show i don't I don't think I actually really like comprehended that at the time at the age of seven I was just enjoying myself having fun just 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 doing whatever I don't think I even knew I was getting paid back then either i think i would just <laughs> i would just i was just i was just doing it just doing it to do it but I think now looking back at it to do that at the age of seven especially when they made me as um as nipro also when yeah. that was uh, i went from a being like a little small part, which at the age of seven, even that's a big commitment to being like one of the lead characters. Even back then it was just, oh, this is fun. I've got lines now. I get to, I get to show off. I get to, you know, tell my friends, oh, you know, I've got my own scene, so-and-so, so-and-so. But when I think about it now, I'm, I must've been flipping insane to just take it on the gym like that and just go, yeah, this is cool. It's not a big deal at all. I can, I can see why my mum made such a big deal out of it. Cause if my kid at the age of seven, how small I was, was on stage doing his thing like that. I'll probably be in tears every single night, which she was. So <laughs> yeah,
1: she,
2: <laughs> I can and understand. I can,
1: I can tell you, I was as well. Although, funnily <laughs> enough, the first time I came to see Taj in Oliver, I was sat in the sat in the auditorium like ready. I was so excited, and then this little boy comes on, and I'm like, that's not Taj. <laughs> that's, that's another kid and I, uh, I think you'd uh, like hurt your foot or yeah there was some issue and the chaperone wouldn't Something. let you on rightly so but yeah. we were already in the auditorium by this point so your mom <laughs> couldn't contact us to let us know yeah so, yes that always sticks in my mind Nightmare. <laughs>
2: Nightmare. and
1: so and then you worked pretty much consistently throughout your kind of school years, didn't you? With, yeah. In shows, like, mostly theatre. And so how did you find that balance of, like, working and keeping up with your education? And, I mean, you had very supportive schools, I know. Yeah. Um, but but how did you find that balance?
2: Um, it, was, it was hard, but I think it, it worked for the better. Like, I had no choice but to be on top of my schoolwork because I was... It's either I was, wasn't in school at all or I was missing a lot of lessons, like a lot of important lessons. So I literally had no choice but to do my work at home, make sure I'm concentrating in class. Like there was no room for me to to miss out on stuff that I was already missing out on in the first place. So like my grades while I was in things like Matilda and Bugsy for like just before my GCSE years were really good during those you times. And my teachers would always say like it's really like it's interesting that you're missing so much school, but your grades are are like on top of it. But I would saying, like, if I wasn't, I'll be a fool. Like, you have to keep... If you're missing half your days at school yeah. anyway, you can't go home and not do something. You have to keep on top of it.
0: But I think that's testament to you, though, Taj, because there's a lot of people... I know I, I once went to the set, uh, like, through knowing the couple of the, the writers on the Harry Potter, and we got to go to the set, and I... am. Um, obviously they've got all their like teachers who work on the set and they've got little yeah. classrooms and all of that. And I, they were having a class at the time. And I remember looking in and being like, no one is doing any work.
2: Oh, like, I know. no!
0: One. <laughs> and, and thinking like, that's so good. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do no work. So actually that is really testament to you and, and your, your dedication and your drive, because I think a lot of people in that position, young people in that position would just be like, ah, look, this is going really well. Um, I don't really need to work on the rest of it. But it's amazing yeah. that you you did. You
2: had you upheld both, really. Mm. And I think at the time also, like, when I got to my college years, I started to realise, OK, acting, I can do acting for a living. Um, you know, I, I might not necessarily have to go to university or something. I'm going to take this on its stride and just do it full time. But at the time, I don't know how old I was in year seven, year eight. I don't think I really understood acting could be a full-time career so my mind was still in okay I need to get good grades because I might go to university I didn't really know it could go full-time so I had I had no choice but to make sure I get good grades make sure I get good GCSEs and all that come my mind wasn't there at that point
0: I mean to be fair it's really rare that it does go full-time like I'm a performer I'm an actress I've been doing it 10 years I'm like I mean okay it's different at the minute with COVID but in and out in and out all the time and you could one one week be doing like I was filming an ITV sitcom last week and then you're like okay no I've got nothing lined up
2: exactly. and actually
0: I I think I was like you as well like, I think I'm actually pleased that I didn't know that it could be a full-time thing and that yeah. because I wouldn't have focused on anything else at all whereas now I I did, did like learn marketing and I did like English and I understood copywriting and which all of that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, I think all credit to you. I think that's amazing. Thank you. Uh, uh, you mentioned chaperones, Ree. Can we talk about that? Because I'm super interested.
1: Yeah. Well, Taj will have uh, we'll have different experiences of chaperones. <laughs> and actually, because of the type of work that Taj has always been doing, it's never been your mum, has it? because no. it's always been like big long running projects or even when you were doing CBBC it was out of London and they have a chaperone that looks after a group of children
0: yeah. um
1: and that's quite unusual as well because often if it's like a, a I think maybe your mum did chaperone you on a like commercial job or, or something yeah every now like and that. again yeah. yeah but in general yeah you've had kind of external chaperones I don't know, do you, you laughed. Uh, you People can't see because it's only so <laughs> hearing. But when we said about chaperones, Taj did laugh. So maybe you want to tell us. Uh,
2: chaper- <laughs> chaperones, are, chaperones are a funny one because if it, you get different kind of chaperones. Some chaperones are, like, really, really strict and, like, they make sure you don't mess about which is good. But then you get some chaperones who are just like, oh, they're kids, like, let, let them do whatever. Like, I remember my, my last chaperone I ever had, a lady called Hazel when I did class dismissed probably the best chaperone I ever had because she was a good balance of the two like if me yeah. and um if me and Billy my co-star on Miss who she looked after both of us if we started to get a bit cheeky sometimes and you know and we're filming at 7 o'clock in the morning and we're trying to stay up until midnight she'll make sure to put her foot in and go like come on kids like you know be responsible now you know. but then there'll be times where we just want to enjoy ourselves and she understood, understood we were kids so she said, let us enjoy ourselves but chaperone, yeah. chaperones yeah they're funny they're funny it was, it was weird going from having a chaperone all the time, to never having one. It was, it, was, it was a really weird transition.
1: Yeah, did you, when the first time you went on set where you didn't have to have a chaperone with you, did you go on your own? Or did, like, did someone come with you just for sort of moral support? Because that's 16, um, that's still quite young, mm, isn't it? Yeah. So suddenly...
2: I'm trying to think, when was the f- I think, because when we filmed the last series of Class Dismissed, I turned 16 midway through the shoot. Yeah. so I think around then Hazel was like okay I'm still here because I've got a chaperone the other kids but I'm going to ease off a little bit because officially you don't need a chaperone so she was still there so even though she wasn't my chaperone she still kind of was so I was still going to her saying oh Hazel I need to do this or whatever <laughs> yeah. but maybe and then, that was um, like a
1: good transition for you you yeah. know like yeah. just, you know, still have that sort of support of somebody you know even with loads of experience it's still really daunting to yeah be on Only set that. and maybe you even feel
2: that now i don't know do you um i, th- no, I think now it's okay now now I've, I've gotten used to it i think the first time I, I probably didn't have a chaperone at all was probably small acts most likely so so that was that was my first time being on a, a, a huge set first time having a trailer and all that kind of stuff so i didn't have a clue what was going i didn't have a clue what was going on at all and but everyone Oscar around winning
1: that,
0: director you know just yeah. go for the big shot there. It was amazing <laughs> But then I think they are quite good, aren't they? Like um, making even me. You know, I'm I'm thirty two. I know <laughs> I don't look it, touch, but I am. And at thirty two, <laughs> like um, you know, they still. I still. Whenever I go on set, I'm like, it is nerve wracking because you're like, I don't know yeah. anyone. And then before you know it, you're in makeup. And then before you know it, they're like, okay, perform. And yeah. and you and of course that's that's the business and that's the joy of it. But I think quite quickly, do you find that you've got a lot of friends that you still keep now that you were in class Smiths with or you've, you've kept friends and contacts, whether they are other actors or producers or, you know, makeup, hair? Are you, do you still in touch with a lot of them? Yeah,
2: a, a good amount of people. Um, people that I was in Matilda with how many years ago um, ended <laughs> up um, going to college with me, going to birth school. So I would see them all the time um my friend ibrahim who we played the same character in amil and the detectives we i was literally speaking to him about five minutes ago he's like one of my best mates now um class dismissed we still have our little group chats on snapchat we talk every now and again it's just one of one ones like you always once you it's very easy to realize that i can tell on screen as well when certain actors don't have good chemistry off yeah. camera it's very easy to realize so as soon as you know you've, you've wrapped up you don't really speak to each other if you didn't really have a good relationship off camera but if you do like especially me and Billy since we spent so much time with each other like you know we stayed in the same hotel and all that kind of stuff offset like we always go and wherever whatever so, so as soon as we finished semester, it was like yeah mate, how are you um yeah what do we do now because <laughs> you live in Essex <laughs> I live in East London uh yeah how what are you doing today okay cool have fun you know it was just, it was just weird like it was really weird yeah. but yeah I still speak to a lot of people that i worked with honestly yeah a lot mm, yeah I
0: think I do too I had a uh a... I was in a, Mar- a thing about, Mar- I played Mariah Carey's mum, that's correct, and my husband in it is one of the closest, and it was a really short shoot, it was like a two-week shoot, and and I love that, like, you've got all these people that remind you of these amazing times, and yeah. like, filming experiences, and I just think it's part of the joy of it. So, you mentioned Brit School, mm-hmm. so you went to Brit School, What? how old were you when...
2: That, was um I, th- I went to school from year 10 you can join in either year 10 or year 12 so i joined in year 10 which i think was around 13 14 maybe that's usually when i joined and i went on um and then i finished in year 13. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so you but you te- from there from year 13 did you go to a a, dra- a drama school or did you were you like bam i'm working
2: um I did say bam I'm working, but it was not <laughs> as confident as you said just then. It, it was a much more cautious bam working when, when when it first came along. So yeah, um, yeah. After Brit school, I took um I took a gap year, but it was mainly it was just because I don't know. I think if the Christmas just before we got into that like new year, I don't think I would have said that because I was in a, I was in a much different space. But I think as I got to the new year, um, I spoke to the agent that I have now, and like it was just. We just had a talk. I was like, listen, I'm, I'm thinking I'm taking the Gap here. Do you advise that? Like, is, do you think that's a good idea? Like, be honest, even if you say you're not going to get that much tradition, tell me that because at the end of the day, it's benefiting me. And he basically said, like, no, like, I think I'm not going to say do that, but I wouldn't say don't do it either. Like, I think you'll be all right with or without drama school or whatever. So, yeah, I had a long talk with my mum, a, <laughs> a very long talk. And yeah, we decided Gap here was the best choice
0: but you had been working solidly, really. You know,
2: from like what, seven years old, you hadn't stopped. Yeah, I think it was, it was, it was back and forth. I think when I got to my my teenagers, when I started to, when my voice was starting to get deeper, but I wasn't necessarily growing, and my face looked like I was still two. It was a very, <laughs> Rihanna will tell you, it was a very, very rough period. It was a very me, rough period.
1: Always said that I was like you know i know it's always tough when you look younger than your mates and stuff but actually yeah you know in this industry as a child actor it's a real benefit and I, younger, certainly yeah. that's not you know the reason you booked all the jobs but it definitely you know will have always been a bonus like in your yeah. favor and do you think all oh, working so much as as a child did that like give you a good sort of reference point going into set now as an adult you know give you that confidence so that you kind of felt rightly so that you belonged there
2: uh yeah I always say one thing with with TV and film or theatre or anything the best way to learn is to do it like you can learn you can sit in the classroom and you know talk to people that that have done it before but the best way to actually prepare yourself is to do it in the first place so I think being on a film set from the age of, I can't remember when I did Class Dismissed, I want to say 11, 12 was when I done my first season, but even before that, even before that I did a few short films here and there, so being on a film set from that young, when it gets to obviously it was, you, obviously you'll level up every now and again, like Class Dismissed compared to Small acts are two different worlds when it comes to Absolutely. sets, but, but you you understand the gist of how... A day on set will work you understand what each ad does you understand your call times all that kind of stuff so yeah. doing that at an early age it therefore prepared me for like you know day in the life of someone on set i was i wasn't thrown in a deep end at all maybe with the type of projects it was because sometimes you know with a director such as Steve mcqueen never worked with anything anyone like him before mm-hmm. that was what was that was what was kind of throwing me off but when it came to like um things that my mom was asking me how long are you going to be on set I said, oh, you never know those kind of things, you know, it, it, can, it can vary. So things like that, I was, I was perfectly fine with.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's different actually, because when you were younger, it was really strict. It's like, you're finishing yeah. this time, whether the shoot is finished or not. And exactly. obviously now it's like, no, you keep going and, <laughs> and you get to see all the other children getting, you know, like they're going yeah. to go home on time.
0: So
2: <laughs> like, those days.
0: Bathroom, snack yeah. table. I know. Miss those yeah, days, terrible. man miss it um can you possibly out of all the jobs that you've done so far highlight your favourite role
2: ooh actually no, no that's putting, not as hard putting
0: someone on the spot there Maddie. That's <laughs> not,
2: it's not as hard as I think it I don't think it's hard as I think it, I, I've always said The Lion King for me The Lion King was always my favourite favourite job mainly because it's The Lion King like it's one of my favourite films yeah. And um, on stage, it was it's the most magical thing ever. Watching it, I think I watched it for the first time. I think it was last year when they had their, um, I don't know which anniversary it was. It might have been tenth, yeah, like but the I feel like year, m- something. Yeah they, yeah, they invited me to come watch it, and that was the first time watching the show properly. So I was kind of going back to. Oh, I remember what this was like on stage, but watching it is a completely different story. But even just just backstage, the chaperones were lovely. We had two, three amazing chaperones. Um, Ted, Janet, and Kathy the the most kind-hearted people you would ever meet ever and even some people that i know from the linking i still speak to you now but most people actually like i was in it for a year and i probably would have met eight dollars in total maybe seven or six simbers and i'd probably speak to every single one of them still to this day because it was just that kind of environment so everyone incredible. was just just there having fun man
1: that's so nice to hear as well like yeah. from my side of kind of because so much yeah. of it you know when we're kind of arranging it, or the auditions, I'm mm. kind of in touch with you loads, and then once the show is up and running, you know, a lot of the time I, you know, won't hear from people, you know, unless there's a yeah. problem, which, you know, not often there is, so it's really <laughs> nice to think that there's this whole kind of, like,
0: ecosystem of mm. stuff happening and yeah. it carries on, it's really lovely. Yeah. And um, um, I mean, you're, I mean, it's just enviable, and I, I just want to know, like, from, because you and I went in, we completely same but different routes. I, I started later than you did. Um, and but as a as a young performer listening to this and like you know, we've been talking about your C V and your career so far and they just you know, they can't not be blown away by it. What advice would you give to young performers at Anna Fiorentini or you know, elsewhere who are like, This is what I wanna do?
2: Um, I, it's the same advice I've probably been giving to for years. Patience. Patience is, is key as a young performer but as an actor in general you really have to be patient because especially if you're um going to a school like anna ferentini and schools at identity where you know kids around you might be working all the time your friend might be always on set and you're sitting there not doing nothing you might be a bit and you might feel like um you know why is he getting more jobs than me How, what's wrong with me there's nothing wrong with you it's just everyone has their own different journeys honestly and you learn that the older you get the more you realize that but i think if you realize that from a younger age, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Because I think that's the one thing, no matter how old you are as an actor, that I might get to acting sometimes, is, is just the waiting around for either for auditions or, you know, you book one job. I even say with me, after Small Lux, I was like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. This is great. I just worked with uh, Letitia Wright, Steve McQueen. Oh, mate, what am I going to do now? This is great. Oscars next. Yeah, come on, Taj. Flipping hell. Then <laughs> I think six months, five months, nothing. I was going to auditions, but nothing. Nothing. So no matter how what stage in your career you are, you always have to wait. And long as soon as you get used to waiting, you'll be fine. You'll be completely fine as long as you just know this. Patience is key. Thanks, such. I actually
0: needed to hear that. And you just, I I know. You know, (laughs) I know it. But I, you, you know it, don't you? You, yeah. Of course, you know it, but. Actually, just sometimes when, because it is like Re and I have talked before in the podcast about comparing and despair and like the perils of social media, and uh, especially at a time like this when yeah. you're scrolling and you're like, well, how are, I th- didn't think things were filming, and like now exactly. everyone's filming, and um, and I think actually you're you're completely right in what you say, understanding the art of patience and um not like i used to spend my time distracting myself but then realizing (laughs) that when a job came i was exhausted because i just spent like six months distracting myself but now i'm just like just let let go let it be it will come yeah um no that is sound advice sound advice and it's re-listen to that
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll just play it on a loop, Charge. That's why it works. And so, Small Acts, we will see this autumn on BBC. Um, so, we're very excited to have three of our clients in the wow. show as well. Not the same episode as you, actually. So, sadly, uh, oh, wow. we can't bring you all together. But, yeah. Um, so, we're really excited. So, that's autumn, BBC and Amazon in the States, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Netflix series at some point don't know when it will air of death in paradise we're
2: all going to be nice. super excited yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure either to be honest with you <laughs> i wish yeah. i could when, even
1: when that comes
2: yeah i, I wish i like could even say that i'm not allowed to say it, but i actually just don't know <laughs>
0: just don't know just don't yeah. know that's fine best way to be touch yeah. um, thank you so much this has been really inspirational for actors performers of all ages and i could speak from myself so thank you so much yeah thank you thank you Um, If you have a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or have issues you want to discuss, then find us on Instagram at The Prime Actor Podcast or Twitter at Anna Fiorentini and hashtag The Prime Actor.
1: We're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate, inspire or just make you laugh. And today comes from King of Musical Theatre. Sorry, Lord Lloyd Webber. Uh, This is from Lin-Manuel Miranda. You are perfectly cast in your life. I can't imagine anyone else in the role. Go play. Nice.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website, annafiorentini.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.